0: Howdy! I'm Paul Isaac Yoder. This is Authors Dozen, a podcast where I explore barriers to storytelling by writing one novel every month for 12 months. Please enjoy. I'm real tired. Can't you tell by my voice that I'm real tired? All right, I'm gonna talk about the LA Marathon today. Um, It's gonna sound like couched bragging. Um, And so what? Who cares? Uh, Los Angeles. It was, let me set the scene for you. It was LA, three days before shutting down the city due to a pandemic. They thought it was a good idea to go ahead and let 20,000 people sweat and puke and spit and snot a path directly through the heart of this dark city. So this is the same race that I ran in 2019 and I missed qualifying for Boston by 30 seconds. Not better. So they put me in the first corral. I ran with... The same charity, I had the same strategy, just get some protein, some glucose, some Tylenol, a very dense audiobook. Uh, there was one major difference. Uh, I was injured in the months before this race. That meant that I hadn't trained as hard as I could have or should have. In the first miles, I was flying six minute miles. If I'd kept up that pace, I'd have finished in two hours 40. I knew I could not keep up that speed. I could do 6.30, though, and I I did. And I did all that until mile 17. Then it jumped to 7.30. It was only then that the lack of training began to tell. Only when I had to stop just to stretch, just to allay this strange, shattering sensation in my thighs and calves. Um... I realized then that I could easily run 630 miles, but I couldn't run 26, 630 miles. The solution, of course, doesn't involve running slower. The solution was to train more. The solution was to do the marathon over and over, because doing something for the first time in a long time isn't how you win. Imagine your first baseball game being the World Series. I mean, it doesn't matter how strong or fast you are, how many steroids you pumped into your left butt cheek, you're going to want to have played baseball at least once first. So unfortunately, that means that most of the work you're going to do in your given project comes pre-race. You know, eat well, sleep well, work out, practice the skills that bring about success. Most of what you do during the race is doing what you practiced. There's a reason professional athletes do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over. over. It's not because they didn't get it, you know? What do I do with this, how you say, football? It's not because they didn't get it. It's because... When there's thousands of screaming fans, and the game of your life is on the line, your brain isn't going to be in, you know, prime decision-making mode. This goes doubly for combat, you know? I made a point in Siren Deep to not all of a sudden gift my protagonist with quote-unquote natural prowess. It's not prowess that makes perfect, but practice. Think of the first time you did anything. You were scared, you're unsure, you're self-conscious. And I say all this because I'm going to try to explain what's come to me by thousands of hours of practice. And and no matter how well or unwell I tell you how to turn an idea into a story, it's a muscle you'll have to build all on your own. It's a skill you're going to have to practice, uh, whether by yourself or with a teacher, but it's practice. Um, However, the best practice I can suggest is to go until you can't go anymore, then recover, reassess, and repeat. You know, find out what carries you the furthest per stride. Find out the things that uh, trip you up and don't do that anymore. (laughs) Alright, so I've got an idea. What if there was, like, this detective story in a world where everybody could turn into one animal? I've written a lot of novels and other stories. I've also read tons of stories that generally do what my novel wants to do. So, okay, I've got a baseline understanding of how all this works. So, what makes a good detective novel? Well, first, a good detective. There's a school of thought where you can sort of, like, sit down and write out a character sheet, you know. What's their height? What's their age? What's their, you know, uh, gender? Whatever. Um, First, I had to ask myself what I want my detective to accomplish, and then sort of build him out from there. Okay, so back to square one. Why is this character a private detective? I want my character to be practiced, rather than being naturally talented. Maybe the character used to be a cop. Why isn't the character a cop anymore, though? Uh, the character must have felt some pretty major pain to walk away from a career in law enforcement. Something so bad that the character didn't even want to work within that imperfect system. So the former cop hates his former department. Okay, we've got conflict there. Not only does this guy work you know, outside the police, now he actually works against them. You'll notice I sort of got into using masculine pronouns. I have to admit that when I was building this character, you know, I didn't give them any sort of uh, parts that weren't identifiable with myself. So, I don't know. I kind of fell into that old trap where you make your character sort of look like you, talk like you, feel like you. And that's, uh, you can get away from that if you start making a character sheet and say, okay, this person is different from me in X, Y, and Z ways. So, yeah, I messed up. This is a learning process, you know. I am trying to practice my stride and sometimes I mess up. And so next time I will, you know, try to find a way to differentiate the character from myself before I start building him. See, I said him. I did it again. So there's a version of this where the character is different and probably better. Uh, But first, let's just take what we've got, what I'm already plotting, and uh, give him some grade A grass-fed Argentinian beef with with the law enforcement department that he came from. So I have to pick one. And luckily enough, there is some real shady stuff going on with the L.A. Sheriff's Department. Um, The election that we just had gave us the best of bad choices, which, uh, boy, there's all this complicated controversy. I mean, looking back, we have a former sheriff being arrested and is now in prison slash trying to get out of prison with this fake uh, Alzheimer's thing. It's it's all weird. But that weirdness I can I can take and I can insert it into the story. So let's slow down and take a look at the exercise I just did. Did you notice anything about it? So there were lots of question marks at the ends of lots of questions. That's Probably the greatest drill you can run, as a creative. You know, what if? If that, what then? Why? How? Who? Who-balation? who Who? Who? This is problem solving. It's loads of fun. When I was writing Siren Deep, I had to construct the planet with a strange, nautilus-style structure. Why is this structure so strong as to keep from caving in? Well, it's super strong. Um, Why? It's... Well, let's keep our strange things to a minimum, so maybe it's related to the magic that the characters use. And then you ask how. What's the definition of structural integrity? Something that doesn't move, I guess. Well, the structure doesn't actually need to be strong then, it just needs to be frozen in time. If it's incapable of moving, it can't fall apart, problem solved, in an unexpected-yet-coherent-to-the-story way. That's interesting. One of the greatest writing exercises that nobody talks about are these what-ifs. Come up with a strange concept and make it feel logical. That's how you create strange things that people nevertheless believe in. It's the reason why Star Wars nerds can debate the efficacy of the Tarkin Doctrine, or the reason that lightsabers are so rare. You know, those debates are actually not just about poking holes in the plot a la sins, but actually interrogating and justifying their favorite universe by asking why things are the way they are and celebrating the clever way those questions are answered. See, story structure can give you the broad arc of your narrative. Picture it as like the map of the race you're going to run. Okay, we hit point A, point B, point C. um, But the way between those points are the who, what, when, where, and why's. The what ifs. Giving the most interesting slash dramatic slash funny slash depressing answer to those questions will depend on the tone of your story. Just like how you would run a marathon differently than a sprint. When I run every morning, sometimes I'll just visualize the book I'm writing and wonder about it a bunch. Because there are, like, unanswered questions in there that bug me, and I want to fix it and make the book as cool as it can be. Okay, I just dropped that I run every morning. Uh Uh-huh, back to bragging. But I truly have run every morning, without exception, since my freshman year of college, which gives me about 10,000 steps per run times 365. And if you carry the quadratic equation to the nth degree to the ninth yard. Okay, my lowest guesstimate here is that since freshman year at Taylor University, I've run 37 million steps which is 22,000 miles. I was running! Jenny! This stuff is an exercise. The LA Marathon is quite tough. Every year I run it, it's the worst, but it's the daily, more unremarkable drills and exercises that get you to the point where larger feats are even feasible. See, just like I wouldn't recommend, like, a, a marathon runner to be like, Oh, hey! go out and run a marathon. First I'd say, hey, go for a run. I wouldn't say to somebody like, go win the World Series, Eh, start with t-ball, or coach pitch, or I, I hear they're doing like machine pitch now with drones and algorithms, Facebook. I actually would not recommend somebody try to write a book in a month. I wouldn't recommend that right off the bat. What I'd really recommend, actually, is if you just sat down, tried to write the best story you could, a lot of what ifs, and do that, you know? Do that one day, like a paragraph or something, and then do that the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and show people your work, see what they think, and then improve, and then do it the next day, and 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 the next day and the next day and the next day on the next day the next day and the next day and the next day phone call mr dozen podcast listener and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day does that sound too simple maybe it is you'll have to tune in next time but first please go to authorsdozen.com We got free books. We got free shows. If you give us a five-star review, that actually makes a big ol' difference. And if you want to, like, share this with your friends, that makes a big ol' big ol' difference. So do that, please. Or else I'm going to turn this into a CinemaSins podcast. Where I talk about how movies are bad and should make more sense. And how dare they make those movies? I could do better at that. I'm a better... I'm a better maker sensor. I am. I really am.